All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is Sunday night. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we have a great topic today. I am your host, Jason Napolitano. Chris, uh, our other host, is on the line. Uh, Mr. Chris Sheridan. How you doing, Chris? What's happening? Good evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening. What was uh, <laughs> that from the Adams Family or something? I don't know. I, I believe that? that sounds Adams Lurch. Family to me. You right. Lurch. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, it, it's the Halloween to... month in case somebody's listening to this in the future. It is. Uh, it is it October is. Uh, upon us. We've had a harvest moon already, and we will have a blue moon in uh, this October 2020. Uh, nice. That is two full moons well, in a month. and Once in a blue moon, as they say. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, this period of time that we're in right now is once in a blue moon. <laughs> and, we, and we move to some... Some How about once in a Haley's Comet? Blue Moon's actually once in a Haley's. every year. They're, they're a little... Yeah, let's, yeah, you're let's right. move good, up. Oh, good point. Let's use a larger Jeez. astronomical yeah, unit. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> what the hell am I saying? We need, we need a much bigger... Good point. We need a much bigger... We need an eon or something. Yeah. We need to really spread this out. All right. Good call. Uh, well, speaking of that, uh, today we're going to be talking about not not eons and so on, but speaking of uh, you know spirits and Halloween and so on. Uh, we are talking about death uh, and the spirit world and communication with spirits today. So that's kind of a rough topic, and we're going to get into some more some more detailed parts of that as we go along. Just kind of see where the spirit or spirits want to move us in that direction. Uh, but that's our general topic today, so we'll have a lot of interesting things to talk about. So I think you're going to enjoy this show. So stick with us uh, as we as we talk about this. Um, I am the uh, author of If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Chris is the author of The Spirit in the Sky. Uh, both of those books can be found on Amazon. And we are at CosmicEye.org if you want some more information or you want to write us a, a nice email or ask us questions or whatever. We had a nice email from a, a gentleman in Norway uh, recently. We thank you for that. And he uh, wishes us the best and uh, was very appreciative and wanted to, you to know, Chris, that he's sending out positive uh, energy for you. I mean, in regard to the fires and stuff and all that was that was going on. So uh, I got to the email a little bit a little bit late, but he was uh, had some really nice sentiments for us. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, let us uh, jump into this topic now. Uh, so we're gonna come from several different different things. We'll just kind of start generally on the idea of death and the afterlife. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll talk a little bit about some of the work. So one of the things that inspired me, I guess I'll just get into why why I wanted to talk about this subject. Uh, two reasons. One, uh, uh, your your experience that, that you had in the plane, which is not necessarily a, a near-death experience, but you know, almost what you would call a pre-death experience. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was before death and you had some interesting stuff. We're going to talk about that. That interesting bit and these ideas of near-death experiences of people that have sort of half died and come back, but then also people who um, uh, who speak to spirits, mediums, uh, you know, people who do seances, uh, modern people who are in the spiritualist or spiritist movements. Those are two different movements, and I'll talk a little bit more about how that started uh, in a moment. Uh, but also a lot of the stuff that's going on on now, uh, like. A lot of this past life regression work that's being done, and I'm actually doing some work in that area right now, so I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, but past life regression is really the idea where you go down into a deep state of meditation. You can retrieve images of past lives, basically. 
Um, you know, and again, we'll talk a bit more detail about that as well uh, as time goes on here in the show. Uh, so one of the uh, interesting um, books that I'm reading right now is called Life Between Lives, Life Between Lives by Michael Newton. Uh, and he did a lot of work in this area where he would uh, hypnotize people, bring them down into a deep state, what he called a superconscious state. And they were able to kind of string together these different experiences of, of not only uh, past lives, but also that experience, that state in the spirit world, that state in between lives, what he calls life, life between lives, uh, and what happens there before you're reborn. So some of these theories and some of these ideas have... Uh, an element of reincarnation, rebirth, the transmigration of souls idea in them, and some of them don't. Uh, so so we'll, we'll talk a bit about that and how that goes. Um, so essentially, the modern spiritualist movement, of which is still pretty popular today, it was much, much more popular in the early 1900s and the mid-1900s, but it's still around today, and there's still people that are uh, many, many practicing spiritualists. There's many me mediums as well today, and that all of this kind of comes out of this movement, but basically started in uh, the mid-1800s with the Fox Sisters in New York. And there's some contention as to whether or not this phenomenon that they had, these spirit wrappings, was, was actually produced by them or whether it wasn't. Um, but it basically, there was some, some spirit wrapping, quote-unquote, heard through... through um, through them, near them, in their home, which was supposedly haunted, and the spirit was was communicating with them through this this rapping sound, and more or less started this interest in this idea of talking to people beyond the dead. It's at least at least the modern iteration of it. Of course, this idea has been around for ages. I mean, there's you know there's talk in the Bible of of, of people speaking to the dead. In fact, um, I believe it was uh, King Saul. Um, who was talking to uh, a medium about David, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, this goes way back. And obviously the Greeks, you know, had, had this belief and so on with the, um, with the oracles, the different oracles and some of those different ideas. These ancient ideas, I mean, I'm sure they had these same ideas in, in Egypt and in India and elsewhere, right? So, um, you know, we know they had reincarnation, the idea of souls, but this new modern iteration of this basically started, especially in the Western world, in, in, in uh, New York, in upstate New York with his Fox sisters. And that begat sort of this movement known as spiritualism, which, again, is still available. There's still, there's still spirit, spiritualist churches today. And so you can look that up online if you want to find more out about that. And that's mainly uh, having a seance and trying to talk to a disembodied or departed that's, that's essentially that, essentially that's, very, the, okay. but, yeah. that's what i think of when i when i hear that the spiritualist well they they have that very seance but they also have mediums so a medium may be just a person who communicates with the spirit so you would sit for a medium and then the medium would communicate on your behalf and they would communicate to the spirit of a departed relative for example or someone you want to speak to on your behalf. That's the idea of medium. Sometimes they will actually embody that spirit and speak through the medium. So the, the, I mean, the spirit will embody that medium and speak through them. And sometimes they'll just speak to them. The mediums have different ways they say that that occurs. So some of them hear voices, some of them see a sort of a presence and can describe it down to a T. Some of them are pretty remarkable. And I've seen a lot of interesting stories. There's one 
recently that I watched uh, on HBO called um, No One Dies in Lilydale, L-I-L-Y-D-A-L-E. And that is connected. Lilydale is a little community that's connected to the original spiritualism movement, which is in upstate New York, um, near around where the Fox sisters were at. So it's a very interesting documentary. If you get a chance, you can check that out and see more about that. So then another uh, another movement that took place uh, is the Spiritists. Spiritists uh, in uh, Spanish, that's known as the Spiritismo, uh, which and that's a very popular movement. Also, Carde- Cardecismo, Cardecismo, so out, named after Alan Kardec. Alan Kardec was a was a French uh, Spiritist. Now his movement is a bit different; it has a few different beliefs. Uh, than spiritualism has. It tends to be very popular in Brazil, uh, in France itself, and then outside uh, in Latin America. It took off in um, Cuba, and it, it kind of coincides with a lot of the Afro, Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Cuban type religions, uh, where there is a lot of um, spirit possession um, and spirit communication um, already existing. So this idea naturally kind of got um, syncretized into those movements or, you know, sometimes it's freestanding, sometimes it's part of a person's belief and so on. So, so there's kind of two different branches. So it it tends to be that spiritists tend to be more, you know, Portuguese and, and uh, Latin America, South America and so on as, whereas the spiritualists, it's more popular in America generally. Um, so, but there's a lot of spiritists here now, since, you know, we have tons of, uh, uh tons of Latin American people and, uh, tons of, uh, Portuguese and Brazilians here now. So there you go. It's a little, that's kind of the modern iteration of where it started again. And there, but again, it was, this is, you know, this is nothing new. This is something very ancient, right? I mean, we've heard stories that go way back mm-hmm. to people communicating with spirits of the dead. Um, so one of the things well, there's a pop mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. version of that oh, yeah, too, yeah. you know, with what yeah, Sylvia Brown and what's his name, John Roberts, uh, James Van Prague, James Van Prague uh, no, as well. Um, yeah, there's yeah. Um, so, and then ones that are channels channelers as well, which is so a little really, different thing. You're not necessarily talking to the dead. You're you know speaking with a an entity, perhaps a space being or a interdimensional. Sure. Uh, you know, or ascended master. Right? Some of them speak to what they call ascended masters. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. another one. Right. Well, Blavatsky. That, and, that as well. Yeah, with the avatars and the, and that you can contact them and they can give you advice. So the question that, you know, I, yep. guess I want to ask is, you know, why? I mean, you know, if anything, dead spirits would be, you know, pretty busy in the afterlife or going through all the bardo mm-hmm, planes. Mm-hmm. If you read the Tibetan Book of the Dead or the Egyptian uh, Book of the Soul. Uh, you know, and it's, I guess you want to let them know mm-hmm, you're okay mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe where, where they hid the family yeah, right. fortune or I guess, you know, there might be there's, some practical. There's definitely some of that. There's people do oftentimes them. do that, you know, or they want to get some kind of closure, I think, sometimes. They weren't able to speak to the person mm-hmm. or there was, a, there, you know, a lot of times it seems that a lot of the, a lot of times I have noticed people that, that, you know, go to mediums and, and so on, or those folks who lost children, um, Mm. you know, there's, there's, when it's, when there's a sense of sort of someone being taken away before their time, I think is when a lot of people are kind of very, they can't let go. 
which makes sense. I mean, the normal lifespan isn't lived out and a parent, you know, if they have so many connections to a kid and all that, and that love is there and your heart's just broken. And so I can understand why that would be a big, you know, I've noticed that's a big thing as people want to talk to their kids, but people also want to, they want to know, they want to know if they're okay. They made the crossing. Um, are they between? Yeah. They, you know, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, that puts a whole new spin on, you know, sort of the parlor trick. Yeah, I think there's that element um, of it, right? There's certainly oh, those, 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 and, and, and yeah. granted, look, and this is, there's been a lot of charlatans in this area and a lot of people have been found out to be frauds. And so this is one of the challenges with this, uh, with this area, which is why spiritualists now, they do not do any kind of physical manifestations. They will not even attempt to do any wrappings or any of these things. They keep it all in the, uh, they keep it all in the sort of mental realm now. They don't have any, they don't try to even do any manifestation work or any kind of proving of the spirits, you know, move this table, no table tipping or any of the things they used to do in seances. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were, they were trying okay. to. One of the big things in the early days was to kind of pro scientifically prove some of these ideas. And so they would subject themselves to tests and then it became this like, sort of cat and mouse game between people that were maybe trying to perpetrate frauds and those who were trying to figure them out. And then genuine people who were, who were manifesting spiritual messages and ideas and genuine, very hard to argue with uh, evidence from the other side, you know, very clear details of people who had passed over and details that these people couldn't possibly have known about the the dead the dead uh, relative or or what have you uh, so there's plenty of evidence in books and in articles and in documentaries of these things where you know there is you can you could watch and you could probably be pretty convinced if you had an open mind and then there's enough evidence that, you know, there were so many frauds and fraudulent behaviors that you could, if you didn't have an open mind, you could probably go, well, there's no possibility for anything after this. And so I, I just disbelieve because there's charlatans involved with this. Much like alchemy, you know, the idea of alchemy, you know, there's like, there was a lot of charlatans trying to actually make physical gold and, you know, had no business even trying to do that. And they misrepresented themselves. And then there's the spiritual side of alchemy that Jung is so famously um, told us about. So, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing. So I guess really, I think the reason why I wanted to talk about this stuff is because it opens up a lot of ideas about, you know, what we think life is for, what we think the purpose of life is, what we think is going to happen after we, after we leave the body, you know, and it, it, it provides us a sort of a framework about how we're going to live our lives in a lot of ways. And we talked a little bit about that, um, in the reincarnation episode we did. So you can go back and check that out if you like. We, we talk quite a bit about Manly Hall's ideas and on reincarnation and so on. Um, but this idea that it kind of opens up a, a different uh, level of responsibility in a way if you accept an afterlife, don't you think? Well, it's a different yeah. perspective. Not only on the afterlife, but it on a very practical level, uh, it's a different perspective on our earthly life, our now living life. If we look at death differently or the afterlife differently, by extension, we're looking yeah. at our lives now. 
differently choices we would make if okay well when you're dead you're dead it just goes blank and you know and that's it or well if you you know eat your vegetables and you know hail marys or whatever you're going to be on some cloud uh plates uh or you know or what if Mm -hmm. you come back here's a different one what if you come back not if you did something wrong you're going to come back as a weasel or a beaver or you know some ridiculous animal uh, but you're going to come back as another human being and it's going to be you again and some other body and you get to try it again. You get to try it again. You get to try it again. You get to, you know, move the ball forward, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, each time, um, you know, the long view and, and to think that what I do in this life affects my afterlife, affects yeah. my next yeah. life. Uh, that's a whole different perspective. I and mean, we were kind of talking uh, when we were kicking this around about how Sometimes, you know, like, I don't know if people do this anymore, but it used to be if mm-hmm. you rented a car, you weren't, you didn't want to damage it because you'd have to pay for that. But, you know, you, <laughs> you, 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 you're you a little rougher sure. on it than your old used car that was. By a thread. By, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd kind of, you weren't afraid to gun it or do some, yeah. something. But, you know, so there's a respect and knowing that not only somebody else is going to have to deal with your mess, you are. Yeah yeah karmically you know it's not you're going to be punished for what you did wrong it's like no you still have to learn the lesson that you didn't learn this last life yeah yeah (laughs) right you know and that's a different way of looking at uh at how we live this life and to set ourselves up for the next one uh, even better that's a that's a different perspective than it all just goes blank and then there's nothing or you're on you know in Mm -hmm, cloudville mm -hmm. and um, flying around and it's blissful, you know, eternal. Sure. Or, or the opposite of that, um, where you're like, you know, a materialist point of view where you like the lights go out and, you know, nobody's home and I'm done. So I don't have to worry about it. And there's nothing to, there's nothing after this life. So I have nothing to worry about for my actions here. As long as I can get away with it on, you know, while I'm here, nothing's going to follow me into the afterlife or into other lives in the future. That's a different attitude than, than thinking that you're coming back, right? What if death weren't an escape? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? I mean, suicide, natural sure. causes, um, you know, some crime you were in the middle of and got nailed for. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't end. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not mm-hmm. up the hook. <laughs> if reincarnation and yeah. you know, transmigration and everything uh, comes through, um, okay, we just hit reset. You got to come back again and. You know, some movies explore uh, some of those notions or even Groundhog yeah, yeah. Day, you know, if you wanted to look at that movie as being if those these were lifetimes instead of, you know, 24 yeah. hour periods was the difference uh, that it's this cycle that you get stuck in this loop. Uh, but it's, you're not really stuck in a loop because every time you it's like a spiral, every time you come back, maybe you're a little bit higher ground. You've gone a little bit further up, you've gone mm-hmm, a little bit mm-hmm. further down, a little more deeply uh, learn a little more. Um, so I think there's a lot of practical applications for, you know, looking at the afterlife and, yeah. and reincarnation. There's a lot of practical, even with talking with disembodied spirits. I like, I just want to, you know, yeah, yeah. cycle back to that when you were talking about how uh, people were very interested in speaking to uh, loved, loved ones who had uh, departed early. I think there was a resurgence mm-hmm. in this, you know, it was big in the late 1800s, but, uh, it got even more popular after World War One, especially in yeah, Europe. Yeah, big time. Uh, Europe exactly. The, uh, 
incredible mm-hmm. loss of life, you know, with, with yeah, most absolutely. of the people. You know, these were teenagers That's a great point. in their 20s. Um, you know, because, and it's just this, you know, this hole in your soul or this, this is gone. It's like, so you, you want to connect, but for somebody to be able to say to a medium, whether this medium is <laughs> legit or not, if they're contacting mm-hmm. this loved one and the person who misses the other one gets to say something mm-hmm. that they didn't get to. Well, whether or not that goes for the dead person and Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. So maybe that's, it's more important for the living. Maybe for this person to be able to express mm-hmm. themselves, thinking that they're maybe being channeled to this medium, um, to their departed. Um, it, it, it almost doesn't matter whether that happens or not. What matters is that this person gets yeah. to express yeah. that. You know, there's a very strong psychological absolutely, uh, absolutely component here, and especially, um, especially if there's a connection, you know, between that that medium and that person on a on a you know on an emotional level, and if and especially if that medium can uh, can furnish some details about that person's life that they couldn't possibly know, you know, it's going to give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously that's, you know, that's what you'd call an authentic medium, but you're right. Even if, um, you know, even if there isn't any kind of necessarily, if they're well-meaning and they're trying to give you a message from the other side and you are, you know, and you're amenable to that and it brings you some stuff that, you know, some, 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 some closure on that, then that's a, that's a, that's a psych, it's psychologically valuable, which brings me to the, the next thing I was going to say, and, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, for example, um, one of the guys I like very much, uh, he's passed away uh, also, but his name is uh, Roger Wolger, and he was a, a Jungian who did past life um, regression. And his whole thing was, you know, I, I personally tend to, this, this is him saying this and I'm paraphrasing, I personally tend to believe in reincarnation, you know, from the experiences that I've had and the studies that I've done and the work that I've done over, you know, 20 years or whatever he did, or 30 years of studying people and past life regression and kind of hearing these stories and, and so on. He goes, but the, rea- the reality is it doesn't really matter whether you believe in, whether or not you believe these past lives that you're experiencing, you know, happened or didn't happen. The real value is in the psychological insight that's gained from looking at them and from experiencing them. And I think the same could be said about mediums or seances or, you know, life between lives work where you're, you know, you're looking into the spiritual world before you were born and things like that, whether or not you're necessarily seeing exactly, you know, what exists or what doesn't exist, it gets to the heart of your psychology, your consciousness, your subconscious beliefs in a lot of ways, right? And so Manley Hall talked about that a lot in, uh, in his book on reincarnation, the cycle of necessity. And, you know, he believed he's like, I don't know, you know, he kind of and again, I'm paraphrasing this, but he said, basically, like, you don't necessarily go anywhere you when you die, you you leave your body, and then you go into the consciousness, which inhabits the body in essence, it's almost as if you go into your own unconscious life. And so he's like, you know, so what your your what you'll most likely see there will be reflected in your beliefs during your life. You know, if you're a religious person, it will reflect that. If you're not a religious person, it will probably reflect that. And, you know, if 
so a Buddhist will see Buddhist iconography and symbolism, whereas, you know, a Christian is likely to see Christian iconography and so on uh, and symbolism and, and, and people uh, from that tradition. So, um, you know, that's an interesting idea and you had, uh, an interesting thing. So maybe you could set up a little bit, you know, before, uh, your your plane went down, and we, we talked a little bit about this before when we talked about your book. We've mentioned it, but but the, it applies to this, like kind of um, some of the images that that you saw and how that might you know how that reflects on you know the possibility. Well, you see, and your thing too is interesting because you were given a choice. So just maybe kind of talk a little bit about that and just how that relates to the spirit world, how that relates to death, as you see it, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. Well, it's, um, I mean, I could speak at length about it, but I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. It was really a spiritual experience in three acts. Um, I had a crazy vision. Uh, I heard a voice who gave me a choice. And then I saw uh, two more images of what my destiny would be more like and less like after I had made the choice, that is to live. Um, but what happened was I was flying at an air show and uh, kind of a you know young pilot, young in hours uh, in training, but ready for this. And probably in over my head, but as a you know any twenty seven year old, you know you, you go ahead and do it. Um, and I uh, got into some trouble. Uh, I was about a thousand feet up, and I stalled the plane. Didn't stall the engine, but the wing. I basically quit flying. I got into a bad uh, position situation. A lot of things went wrong. Um, my fault mostly. And, um, and then I called a mayday on the radio and that's something you're really trained not to do unless your you know, crash is imminent. That's why you do it. Um, I was fortunate I was at an airport so that they did, you know, they could see me <laughs> going down. Um, but I called the mayday and that was like a surrender that I knew mm. it was it. You know, I mean, I thought for sure, I thought that was it. I, you know, I'm going to crash the plane. So, of course, I'm going to be dead. Um, yep. You know, but I knew I couldn't get out of it because that's when I called it a mayday. And as soon as I did, I felt a, a calmness. And then the instrument panel just sort of expanded and lifted off the cockpit. And these numbers and graphs and dials and charts and coordinates were all moving and wheeling around me, you know, filled my field of vision like I was going somewhere and then they all locked into place and I had this vision of totality like the space-time continuum it was a galaxy with a river of time running through it and an infinity loop and I was part of this whole thing there were infinite points of light uh, each one was basically a person and I found mine and I got this unity sense that everybody is really connected always like this is and if one light it's like a christmas tree you know if one light went out you know mm. the whole thing would collapse you know so everyone's there everyone's important i felt just this wholeness uh, but it was very different than a near-death experience at least you know what i've read about them usually it's you know it's usually after you're injured this yeah is that's what i'm saying around so uh you know my body's still still there but, but i think my, you know, my spirit yeah. was you know getting ready to go yeah. And, uh, and I thought, wow, okay, this is really it. Then I'm being showed to where I'm going to go afterwards and I'll go back to the collective and, you know, maybe come back as another light at some point. 
um, it seemed to it seemed to make sense to me. It was very scientific. It was very astronomical in its its vision. It was like a galaxy of stars and and these things. Um, and but there was no people. There was no tunnel. There was no one waving me. There was no like mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. This was kind of impersonal. It was kind of love, but it was just it was just in the oneness. It just had a beauty to it. Um, but it, you know, there were no, and my life didn't flash before me, you know, none of that happened. So it wasn't yeah. really a near death experience, but it was a, it was almost the opposite. Like everything was expanded and I was like hyper, you know, aware of everything. It was incredible. Um, and then I go, wow, okay, well that's it. I'm really, that's where I'm going. As soon as the plane hits the ground, that's, I'm gonna, you know, I got a little preview, I guess, of my desti- next destination. Uh, then I heard a voice ask me if I wanted to live or die. And it was I was more surprised at the voice, like, where did this come from? And this is something I think we can get into. I'm kind of going off the script now, but uh, maybe we can talk about uh, if there's time towards the end about one of the important things about a spiritual experience or a um, maybe a channeled uh, entity or uh, even the tarot Mm -hmm. cards or things like that, divination, uh, is that you didn't do it, that it kind of came from somewhere else or even a dream that we have at night. You know, I didn't make this stuff. Who would make that? I, I'm not capable of making this stuff. Why would I want that nightmare? I would never yeah, <laughs> program yeah, that, yeah, you know? So yeah, where exactly. did it come from, you know? So I think there's something about it. So anyway, this whole this whole experience that I went through, uh, and I did choose to live, and actually part of my choice to live was based on the possibility. I wasn't a true believer at the time, but this was, you know, almost 30 years ago, but... I'd entertain the idea of reincarnation, but I wasn't, uh, like I said, I wasn't really on mm-hmm. board with it. But just in case, <laughs> what I felt was, okay, plane's going to hit the ground. It's going to hurt. You know, <laughs> might as well just die. Um, you know, that's okay. There's worse ways to go, I guess. Um, and it, but it was, I just had the thought that if, well, if I had more time in this life, maybe I could set myself, in case <laughs> reincarnation was real, I would set myself up better uh, for my next yeah. incarnation, you know, I would, uh, you know, not leave behind such a mess, uh, maybe clear it up a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, it's a process and, and everything. Uh, and then I, you know, I saw a couple of visions and then it all went away and the plane hit the ground and it was wide awake. And as you can tell, but I you consciously made that choice though, to, um, to, to live though. Yeah. I did. And you were given yeah, that actually, choice. and and here's here's really the kicker with that. It was I was asked wow. twice. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. and this is how I knew it's it like wasn't me because it was like you know, well, it was because I didn't answer the first time. That's why um, I was so surprised by the voice and just really curious about you know who what i looked in the back seat of course there's nobody there it was an air show and you know you don't take passengers when you're mm-hmm. um, competing um and it, it, so i knew and it wasn't me uh but i was i was like you know where is this thing what's what who what what and uh then the voice had to ask again like you know do you want to live or die like you know listen to the words don't <laughs> yeah. worry about the where the voice is coming from yeah. you know didn't you hear what i yeah, asked exactly. <laughs> you know was it, so then I focused on the question and, you know, of course this all happened very, very quickly, you know, this whole experience, but time expands and contracts yeah, you know, for and sure. under stress and trauma and, uh, you know, a very uh, elevated, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, very piercing, uh, deep consciousness, awareness, amazing awareness. 
um, so yeah, and and then so that proves to me that yeah. it wasn't really me. If it had to, hey, yeah, McFly, yeah. you know, are you there? Yeah, exactly. Come on, is this thing working? Want to live or die, dude? <laughs> you know, get with the program. <laughs> you time to hit the ground. Out. You better make a choice. Yeah, that's you know, interesting. And yeah, we... yeah. So clearly, I chose to live, and it was correct. I mean, it yeah, it exactly. worked. And that's there, so. you know, it's the interesting thing about that one is like you know, like we said, it's not. So it's kind of a variation on a near death. Like I said, it's almost like a pre-death. It's like you're, you're, there's some amount of choice in it for you, which is, is kind of rare. So it, it almost kind of makes you think that there's, you know, there's something for you to do in this life. Right. And kind of gives you that, that impetus to keep moving forward with this, with this work and stuff in a lot of ways. And I think that's, you know, that's very, that's very interesting. Um, you know, and you talked about too, like that idea that, um, you know, if, if reincarnation is such a thing, you have the wherewithal to think this, it's like, well, I'm going to try to work out, you know, I want to use the, this life to the, to the best of my ability. And that's, an, you know, that's one of these things where they talk about, um, you know, in spiritualism and so on. And some of these, um, you know, they talk about suicide at times, they talk about early death and murders and, you know, accidental deaths and things like that. You know, oftentimes that's, there's, there's, there's a challenge for those, uh, those souls, uh, that that get caught in those situations or that choose, you know, for example, suicide, you know, because the life has been cut off to a degree and you haven't learned what you need to learn. Like you said, like with Groundhog Day, you know, most likely you're going to have to, you know, if you if free incarnation is in fact the way things work, you're going to have to come back and, and kind of do it, do it again. But that time that you would have sort of lived um, you know, almost becomes like this bardo time or this limbo time that you just kind of have to live out on the other side um, until the the next incarnation. That's one one idea of it, you know, which is interesting. I think the you Greeks know. had a similar thing that that after death, um, mm-hmm. you're still you're mm-hmm. growing in that world too, whether it's a bardo plane or you know some in between. Uh, life between lives um you know you get a debrief from this last life you know get prepared for the next one uh, but but mm-hmm. that is its own world as well and yeah still be further yeah. growth um well and there's pretty good evidence back, that so. um that um the idea and we talked about that i think in our reincarnation show that a lot of um that socrates plato pythagoras the neoplatonists and so on all had some sort of a uh, belief in a transmigration of souls um and uh, in fact, I think uh, I think it was um, Socrates. I think it was Socrates uh, who was speaking about. Um, I think might. It's probably both, or probably many of the Neoplatonists and, and Socrates. But it was made to say something like uh, about the. I think it was the river. The river of I think it's called Lave, if I'm not mistaken, um, where it's the waters of forgetfulness that you're washed in before you come back into this, uh, this into the next incarnation. And that's why we can't remember our previous lives. Uh, that's one of the ideas. Uh, but there it. Gabriel did the same thing too, right? With the part under, kind of right in the, underneath your nose, uh, right above your upper lip, that kind of the filtrum scooped out is part. It's called. <laughs> yeah, um, told, is that what that's called? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to say in between the nostrils, below the nose, very the upper weird lip. Story about you can run your finger through it. Filtrum that I will not share, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, 
from uh, some ancient tradition um, that that was the Archangel Gabriel, who right before you're born, um, puts his finger up right there and closes oh, your lips and goes, shh. That, that, you know, yeah, that's what yeah. I think of when yeah. you're talking about the river of forgetfulness that you're washed in. That's, it's another yeah. version of this, you know, the same purpose, you know, of, because, you know, then it, it well, kind of yeah, ruins right? the game. <laughs> if it's a game, um, you don't learn the lesson. If it's a school that this uh, earth plane is. Well, and also, um, you know, and it's not really that it's cheating, but it's just cheating yourself. About this, and this is one good point someone brought up because a lot of because a lot of people will say, "Well, if you know, if, re if reincarnation is real, why can't I? Why can't I remember my past lives?" You know, as a as a major uh, uh, argument against it. Well, let's uh, let's think about this scenario. If you uh, if you in fact uh, had a very sort of difficult, uh, life before the one you're coming into. In fact, maybe you did quite a few things that you shouldn't have done. And, you know, maybe you're very violent, even murderous or, or so forth, you know, you're going to carry that over into this new life. And that knowing that is going to definitely affect the way that you live your, your life. For some people, that would make them repentant and, you know, trying to, you know, atone for that. For some people, it would probably just go, oh, shit, I got nothing to lose. I already messed up. I might as well just do what I want this time around, too. You know, so depending on the person's sort of attitude and makeup and mental state, it could have a detrimental effect on them to know what they did previously, or it could have the opposite thing. I go, Oh, it's such a great person in this last life. I can skate in this one. I don't even need to be a nice guy. I can do whatever I want. I, I built up all this. Right. Or I can't, I, or maybe you can't live uh, up to it. If your well, last I life was somebody phenomenal, it's like, well, geez, I'm, you know, and so I, it, you know, it could, yeah, it, could, exactly. it could alter the sort of, sort of, freedom that we are able to experience in that learning experience. Right. And, you know, Manly Hall has such a great quote in that reincarnation book, reincarnation cycle of necessity he says, we come into this world, not to be happy primarily, but to learn life after life. We pass through complicated experiences until in the fullness of living, we learn to grow happily. Happiness is the byproduct of our harmonious adjustment to the universal plan. Happiness is the byproduct of our harmonious adjustment to the universal plan. So, you know, look who says it right there. Primarily, uh, you know, we're here to learn. And I, a lot of people describe this from a lot of different faith traditions and different spiritual traditions as, you know, the earth is a, a learning experience as a school, as a sort of place where you kind of perfect yourself and grow and have experiences and, and then are able to, move through different spiritual levels in other worlds or other, you know, in other planes and so on. But it's a very important and, and challenging world is what most people say. Uh, so that, you know, oftentimes souls don't want to return here, uh, but they need to because they, they have certain lessons to learn and so on. Um, so again, all of that, whether or not you believe in reincarnation, whether or not you believe in other lives and so on, it does have a bearing like how, you know, kind of, the psychological and philosophical um, outlook that you have is going to be shaped by those beliefs in a lot of ways. So you do have to look at kind of what you think about this stuff and kind of weigh it out for yourself. Um, you know what I mean? 
maybe even maybe even try to you know experience yeah, some I of do. this stuff you know i'm trying right now I, i'm using uh, uh healing your past lies roger uh Wolger's book and uh he's got a great uh there's a great um recorded thing in there if you get an older version of it, it's gonna have a cd and of course you can rip that cd and put it onto your computer um and stuff and, and i think there's an audio book online as well but that's a really great uh tool he's got these kind of things where he walks you through this sort of uh, light hypnotic state and you you kind of work on you know reconstructing past lives um and just kind of see you know try some of this stuff out and see what you experience yourself and you may find that um it opens up something for you or may find that even if you don't get a past life something comes up that's of value for you uh psychologically that you might want to work on in this life you might get some imagery or a fantasy or it might tie you into a dream that you had or whatever that could be really valuable. So this is just another tool for your, your growth, you know, your spiritual and psychological growth. That's kind of how I look at it. Into this stuff with an open mind, you know, in an experimental sort of attitude and, you know, just kind of see where it leads, you know, and I think life is, is really about that. Uh, you know, if you can be somewhat critical, but at the same time, somewhat open-minded, you know, you, you may find some things that you, that you didn't know. You know what I mean? Well, if you go along with something or try a mm -hmm. certain food or get on the roller coaster, um, if you, if you don't do that, then you're not just by definition, you're Absolutely. not going to have that experience. Now, whether or not that stuff is real or it's really, you know, going to change your life or the afterlife, uh, that's debatable, but you can still do it. You can still try the food or you can still entertain. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, engage with these ideas and, and really think about them and maybe apply them uh, for, for a time in your life and act accordingly and, and, and just see what happens. Maybe yeah. something happens, maybe something profound. Maybe you still don't, you're not a, a convert or a true believer or anything like that. But you know what I did learn? I learned, you know, Maybe I can be kinder on myself. And if yeah. I do that, maybe yeah, I'll be kinder or... to others. Or something. You know what I mean? You can get some – it's eminently practical. Here we're talking about these you know, ephemeral mm -hmm. you know, voices from the dead and you know, transmigration is reincarnation and it's weird spiritual experience and mm -hmm. a plane crash. And I know you've had more than one um, you know, that you've uh, described. Um, you know, there's still something very yeah. practical that you can get out of it. Um, that has real world implications and is part of your personal growth and it can improve your individual Absolutely. life. And, and I think you, you hit on something really important when you were talking about tarot cards. Well, let's, let's, let's get into that a little bit because we're kind of getting towards the end of stuff. Um, tarot cards and channeling and some of these things. What, what, one of these things that's, that's such a powerful tool of communication is the depersonalization of the information that's coming through. You know what I mean? That, uh, and I just kind of thought of that this, this, in this moment, because one of the things that happens, especially, and you, you know, I, I don't, I've talked about this quite a bit, but you know, I've done quite a bit of study and work and investigation into Afro-Caribbean uh, faiths and, you know, particularly in Afro-Cuban and actually Afro-Brazilian, all, all, all of the, the African-based uh, traditions that, that are sort of these um, kind of um, mixed traditions that involve some, some Catholicism and some, some you know, 
African traditional religion and maybe some spiritualism or spiritism and so on, right? Um, there's a heavy sort of emphasis on this embodied uh, embodied wisdom, let's call it, like a, like a manifestation in, in the case of a Vodou of uh, a Loa, for instance, or an Orisha. Orisha is a, a, a divinity from the Yoruba people uh, in Africa. Um, but there's a there's a physical embodiment of that that spiritual energy that divine energy in a in a person in a in a very similar to a medium, and that that person would 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 become a, a channel for that information a channel for that divinity to speak through, and you know they'll often be able to do things see things and say things that they cannot say in their normal human state. You know a lot of these people will be able to for example. Chomp on some hot coals and not be burnt, or uh, you know they'll be slashing at their skin with a razor sharp knife, and they're not barely it's barely cutting them and things like that. And there's these like there's these just strange manifestations in the body, and then they'll give out information oftentimes that they just don't know, uh, they couldn't possibly know, uh, and share it with individuals and families. They'll really oftentimes really contentious things that have to come out, you know, to air someone's dirty laundry, in fact, uh, you know, to clear up some negative energy that's going on. Like, you know, this, you know, this, your uncle is, is drinking too much and he's beating his wife and you need to, you know, stop this. And, you know, they'll, they'll be able to put information out there that a human couldn't really get away with. Uh, so it gives you, you know, it, oh my, there's a sort of a, a sacredness to the to the information coming through that just some dude off the street just doesn't doesn't have do you know do you know what i'm saying and i think it's this well it's that's yeah, it's part that of element it of chance yeah with the, with right. the tarot, well, if you're like sure. reading yeah. Uh, part yeah it's included you know the tea leaves or you know the button throw the bones or the I Ching, uh that by picking a card or rolling the dice or picking a stick with a number on it, you didn't consciously say, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. going to, Oh, here's the card. Yeah. Lovers. We're going to be lovers, you know, or something. Um, you didn't stack the deck and, you know, pre-select something, you know, to twist the outcome that it was, uh, I think again, yeah, in a, depersonalization um, that which card is pulled, you know, you, you cut the deck, you shuffle it and then pull one from the middle. It's like, well, you know, yeah, that was random. And it can open up, a... I think, parts of our self that in the same way that channels and the same way that mediums and the same way that seances in the same case of uh, someone experiencing, um, you know, spirit possession or, or or so forth, it sort of opens up a part of ourselves that isn't normally accessible uh, with con to conscious thought. Uh, and I think you'd call that a spiritual channel to something, you know, to some to some other space. And I think that's what we're talking about when we're talking about mediums and we're talking about the spirit world and so on. It's a, you know, where that is, how we connect to it, what its relationship is to us and all that is, is mysterious. Um, there's certainly a lot of different theories, uh, but we, we, we can see if we open up and experiment with a lot of these ideas that information and ideas and symbols and wisdom will come through that seemingly is not of us just like your your voice it's you know it's speaking to you 
but where is it coming from? You know, that's the mystery. That's the mystery, right? So and it's not, it's not in your head. You didn't hear it in your head. You looked around to see where the hell is this voice coming from? And that's where these kinds of things where they're like these objective kind of experiences, they really, they, they carry a lot of weight. They carry a lot of weight and they, and they represent, I think, a different realm of, of being. That, that's my opinion. Um, and I think that's why people are so fascinated by that, you know, because it also, you know, it gives us this kind of um, uh, almost like a, I guess, a telephone or something or a communic so sort of an ability, just a communication device to something we can't normally get our hands on or can't normally communicate with. And, and that opens that idea that there's something more. And I think that's the biggest thing that can be learned from all of this is just to start opening up to the idea that there's something more than this, you know, concrete, you know, heavy, dense, materialist, workaday world that we live in. And that alone is worth the investigation into mediums and into life between lives and, you know, reading the Egyptian Book of the Dead or the Tibetan Book of the Dead or you know, checking out some of these, some of these different ideas and spiritism and spiritualism and so forth, just to maybe start to open up the crack of the door and say, Hey, I wonder what is going on on the other side? Where did I come from? Where am I going to? What's my purpose here? You know what I mean? I think those are the big questions that we want to know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Am I going to be okay? Um, Are my loved ones okay? And you know, on some level, we're all channels. We're all spiritualists speaking to the dead. We are all hearing mm-hmm. um, these voices or at least listening for them. Because if you think of somebody uh, in your heart and hold them dear, someone who has departed, uh, well, you're kind of talking yep. to them anyway. You know, um, it's, it's yep. something we kind of already do. Uh, or if it's a, a better part of ourselves, or if it's, you know, God grant me the wisdom, uh, you know, to get through this. Um, you know, we want better things and this clear communication to come through us. And it seems, you know, mystical and perhaps even impossible or unprovable, uh, certainly fantastic. But if you just look back maybe 20 years, having a small device you can carry with you that has access to all the libraries and all the world and all the dictionaries and all the stuff to do the research you can do in the palm of your hand, you know, waiting in line at the post office um, would take hours and hours in a very nice library um, with a catalog and writing this stuff down. I mean, it's so even just something technologically that's helped us along with communicating uh, really wirelessly, it's sort of this <laughs> disembodied. You don't actually have to go to the library. Um, that just, you mm-hmm. know, again, 20, mm-hmm. 25 years ago would have been science fiction, uh, you know, that we take for granted now or just yeah. take a long, long time in a library um, to get through this stuff or you may have to wait a couple weeks for them to send sure, you a exactly. book or a journal article or something. Um, we have instant access. So, if it is really about this communicating and getting information, getting advice, um, well, that we're already doing that. Absolutely. And I mean, that's we a great can just get better at it. And also, too, think about this one. I mean, 
you spend nearly half your life in the quote unquote spirit world when you're asleep. You know what I mean? And that, like, we don't even seem to think that's odd. Yeah, yeah. We just, well, it's, I'm just getting some sleep. But it's like, where do you go? What's happening? Who's making the dreams? What are all these images you're seeing? Who are these people? What happens when my father? Uh, why do we have to sleep? Why do we even I mean, have to sleep? Is all these necessary? are mysteries. I don't know. And then I mean, nearly half your life yeah. is spent in that state. I mean, honestly. <laughs> and so... Yeah, well, certainly uh, yeah. You know, we're spending a lot of living in our inner Absolutely. life, whether and we're so, awake or not. Um, we live in two lives. We have an outer world and inner, inner life. And if we're mm-hmm. driving down the road or talking on the phone to There's somebody, multiple we're, realities going on. We're kind yeah, of living in two worlds. That's just the stuff, you know, we can see and think about. Yeah. And, you know, if you extrapolate it out to, you know, the idea of the multiverse and the idea of different parts of the soul and whatever. I mean, all this stuff, it, you know, starts to, you know, you're going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. So, and that's, I think the value of looking into some of this stuff. And that's why I would, I would recommend if, you know, you're skeptical or if, you know, you don't really know what you believe about it, do a little, a little research and a great, honestly, a great place to start on reincarnation is Manly Hall's work. Uh, Reincarnation, the cycle of necessity. I highly recommend that book. I'm, uh, nearly through it. I hadn't read the whole thing through uh, previously, and I started reading it about a week ago, and it's just, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So uh, that, uh, any of Alan Kardec's work, uh, his last name's K-A-R-D-E-C, uh, Newton's work, Life Between Lives, Egyptian Book of the Dead. Uh, you know, and again, we didn't even get into talking about some of the, some of the modern, the modern stuff, the Hickses and Abraham, uh, you know, Ramtha mm-hmm. uh, from J- what was that Jay Z Knight I think her name was right um, Seth Knight, from yeah. the yeah exactly Seth, Seth speaks. from the sixties and um, Seth speaks even uh, even uh, yeah. Course in Miracles is channeled material Course in Miracles is channeled material so I mean right. and you read that and like the profound nature of that book it like it makes you really kind of question like okay what is going on here. You know, so it's it's definitely worth looking into a lot of this stuff. Uh, so, any any final words? I think we're kind of towards the end of this. Yeah. Again, just a shout out to the practical. You know, again, that's very ephemeral and mysterious, but an investigation and having a an experience with it, sure, whatever it is, even sure. if it's a dud and <laughs> the dead don't speak. Uh, you learn something about yourself and taking a look into a larger world uh, from maybe a different perspective Absolutely. than you had. And Absolutely. That's and then, valuable. you know, again, like, just like we, we, we kind of stress this whole time, you know, you're going to, uh, whether or not you find, you know, the information you want or you don't find any information or you try to look into past lives or you try some spirit communication or, you, you know, experiment with a Ouija board or a seance or something, you don't get it something or you do get something, you know, it's all psychologically valuable. It's all the exploration, you know, and especially now uh, in these days when we're so caught up in materialism and so caught up in our day-to-day lives. But, you know, honestly, now I I shouldn't even say that because now a lot of us are home most of the time. We have tons of time on our hands and we're working from home and so on. So, but either way, you know, we're still kind of wrapped up in our material lives. So these explorations can serve a a spiritual purpose to kind of, you know, just test things out and see, see what you find out and, uh, you know, stretch your beliefs a little bit and see, see what other people have found out there. And there's a lot of interesting descriptions about 
the life uh, between lives in the spirit world. A lot of interesting descriptions people have of their past lives. Uh, one a great documentary that I just recently saw, and it's available on Amazon. It's Amazon Prime. It's called um, "Unmistaken Unmistaken Child." The un- Unmistaken Child, um, and it's about uh, it's about a, it's about a Buddhist uh, a Buddhist looking for his uh, his his teacher who has died, and it's it's remarkable. I highly highly recommend that. So. Uh, so, you know, we've talked quite a bit about stuff, reincarnation, life between lives, um, you know, past life stuff, um, spirit communication, you know, it's kind of a catch-all for a lot of this stuff. And we'll drill down deeper into these specific areas, I think, as time goes on, because these are really interesting areas. Um, so we hope that you enjoyed this today. If you have any questions, anything you want to know about, any other um, topics that you want to hear about, hit us up at info at cosmiceye.org or hit the website and you can click on the um on the contact us through there uh the website is cosmiceye.org uh chris's book is the spirit in the sky mine is if you can worry you can meditate uh check out our shows on on friday as well we do our emmett fox show and those are a lot of fun and then of course on sunday we delve a little bit deeper into these uh, different esoteric spiritual and psychological subjects that are longer uh, so we appreciate you coming along, and if you can support us, please do at anchor.fm slash cosmiceye, and you can make a donation through there. So thanks again for joining us. Have a great week. Be safe out there. Uh, look into that spirit world. You know, we're coming up into the Halloween time. Thank you again, Chris. Appreciate your insight. Thank you for telling your story. All right. Have a yeah, great week. You, Goodbye, and God bless.